Welcome, everyone, to Sit, Start, Drink, a fantasy football podcast where four average friends with above-average knowledge of fantasy football update you on key points you need to get your team those Ws. My name is Eric, and with me are my co-hosts and good friends, Neezy, Kaz, and Cam. This is a beer review show where we mostly talk about fantasy football, and today's beer is Belt and Suspenders India Pale Ale. It is from Buckle Down Brewery in Lyons Township in the Chicagoland area of Illinois. So without further ado, let's sit, start, drink. First, let's start with the Week 9 highlights, starting with the Packers and 49ers. Kaz, why don't you take this one away? On Thursday night, the Packers and the 49ers showed up in a COVID-filled game. Uh, Rodgers and Adams, to no one's surprise, were inseparable this week. Uh, Aaron Jones looked fantastic. Well, I guess not fantastic, but he looked fine on his return. You might look at the stat lines and think that Valdez Scantling looked good, but I'd expect that to decline with Lazard out. There's going to be too many mouths to feed out there, and he was only targeted four times catching two of those balls. Yeah, I'd agree. And the uh, the tight end field out there is, is is way too much going on too to really trust on uh, Tanya anymore. Uh, I would say. Aaron Jones's return wasn't too bad. He was still RB thirteen in PPR format. Like that's almost like the you know borderline RB one. How do we feel about Richie James on the other side of the ball? I think he was uh, the talents there. Uh, just depends on like uh, what sort of fantasy defenses he has going down the road. Well, it's his first game this whole season scoring a point. So I feel like there's no sample size to go off of. Like He's played four games now, and three games he's played, he has not even caught a ball. I would agree with that. What percentage of the uh, of the drives was he on the field, though? Like, is, is his usage up because of all the COVID? I know he was targeted 13 times. Yeah. I don't know how many targets. snaps he was out there for, but I think it's probably in the close to like 70 to 80 percent because when i was watching the game he was definitely out there all the time i think you could definitely consider him at least for the flex going forward potentially even wr2 yeah i think you really need to look at san francisco's injury lineup and what options that they have i mean richie james yes it's his first time out there but he did prove himself i mean nine receptions on 13 targets is good numbers for your first time out there and uh, yeah, those points add up, and I think that they're going to keep adding up moving forward, at least until more of their roster starts getting healthy. I think that's great. As far as we can move on to the Broncos and the Falcons. Uh, this was the first week that Jerry Judy finally showed his own, what everybody had kind of planned for him this whole season. He was pretty, pretty well entrenched into the flex zone before this week, but I think that he's coming in and uh, – I think this is finally the week you want to start playing Jerry Judy. He's had a quiet, like, okay season. He's averaging 11.3 points a game. His He's only had two games that are under 10 points. And the yeah, backfield, he doesn't have any big breakout games except for now, but he's been very consistent for a flex receiver. I don't see why. He should be rostered in 100% of leagues and probably started every week. Especially, especially with now. Drew Locke showing us – true pop lock and drop it i mean he's he's able to feed jerry judy hamler and patrick that game and 
you wouldn't really expect the Denver Broncos quarterback to be able to feed three mouths and allow Philip Lindsay to and uh, Melvin Gordon to still run the ball. This was still against the Atlanta pass D, and they're they're basically free. So that's something to keep in mind. But I think I think everybody did solid on the Broncos. There was also a little bit of garbage time because they were behind three possessions going into the fourth quarter, and Locke was slinging. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, let's not forget that Noah Fand also left the game for a little bit there, which opened up to those receivers uh, to eat a lot more. That is true. There is no running efficiency. Absolutely. And I don't think that that's a problem with the running backs. I think that that's more of a case that Lindsey tried to come back this week and – Atlanta already has a great rush D, so it was just the wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. And they're a top five offense in the NFL. I mean, they're just set. The the game script was not for the running backs this game. On the Falcons side, uh, Ryan was throwing to everybody. He didn't care who caught the ball. If I'm looking at Falcons receivers, I don't really trust anybody outside of Julio Jones right now. And I think that might just be because Calvin Ridley's hurt right now. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with Russell Gage. I really thought that this was going to be a good week for him to show his stuff with no Ridley, and he put up 3.1 points for PPR format. Yeah, Russell Gage has been on the Fantasy Wire lookout multiple times, and he just keeps coming up short, and he keeps ending up back on your waiver wires. So, I mean, Russell Gage is a guy that I would just stay away from altogether. I think that Julio and Ridley are the two guys that you want on that team as far as receivers go. And the rest is going to be hit or miss. He's like diet uh, Scotty Miller. He's like the bad version. (laughs) Yeah, Scotty Miller is uh, a guy that you can only trust if Godwin is sitting out. Uh, But, you know, before we jump into that game, let's talk about the Seahawks and Bills. DJ Dallas is a name that everybody's had on their radar for a little while now. And uh, I think that this game, he kind of disappointed he, he only had seven touches out there which is one more than homer and uh homer's not really a household name well neither was dj dallas it's his rookie year he was a third or fourth round pick i i'm not 100 percent sure but he he it was projected 14 points he got 11 he was saved by the touchdown i mean the game script also wasn't for the running backs. Russell Wilson looked horrible. He fumbled twice through two interceptions. And the Bills were just running a train. You know, if we're being completely honest, uh, Russell Wilson is that quarterback. He's almost like, seeming like the past couple of games, at least, like with, you know, Jameis Winston, the I'm going to throw receptions, get us behind, and now I'm a fantasy monster because I have to be. And I have DK Metcalf out there. I have Tyler Lockett out there to make things happen. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, like I was saying, Travis Homer, he's a fill-in. Um, but the real studs are Lockett and Metcalf on that team. You know, once uh, once Carson comes back, that's the three-piece that you can pretty much start mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I do know that Tredavious White was on DK Metcalf, so that's going to shut him down. And that would expect – that would make you expect that uh, Tyler Lockett would have a good game, but uh, – on the other side of the ball, you have Sir Neal, and he's uh, he's doing just as well shutting down receivers this year. Tyler Lockett did have a like 50-yard pass bounce off his fingertips in the end zone. So if he would have caught that, this would have been an entirely different story. Um, but yeah, it was it was DK Metcalf out there, and I feel like it's it's gonna be you're gonna see a lot of DK Metcalf the rest of this year. 
uh, Lockett's probably a guy that you're going to want to sell. And you're going to want to wait for him to have a good week, potentially this week coming up when Jalen Ramsey's going to be on DK Metcalf. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, let's talk about the Bears and Titans. On, I was watching Red Zone, and the only time that the Bears and Titans really got brought up was on, like, two kick returns. That was not much going on in that game. Well, you're dealing with a ragtag offensive line. Like, they had the COVID going through their offensive line in addition to injuries, so they had a guard playing center, and uh, with the type of quarterback that Foles is, he likes to play out of the pocket. So if he has no time in the pocket – He's going to play pretty poorly almost the whole way through. Yeah, I mean, this is a game for uh, for Jimmy Graham. And, you know, Jimmy Graham really started out shine a couple weeks ago. And uh, I mean, how do you guys feel about Jimmy Graham going the rest of the way? Well, he's tied at number nine on the season. He was tied at number two for week nine. Uh, he's had two really bad games, but the rest for, like, tight end have been exceptional well i mean there's a few times where you got eight points and for the tight end position this year that's okay you yeah. can deal with that that's good enough to get you through the week yeah i think with the state of tight end in general i think that jimmy graham is like he's gold right now i think you have to be playing jimmy graham if you're if you have the opportunity to if you had to pick three guys on the chicago bears uh wide receiver wise who would you and tight end included who would you want to play I would do Allen Robinson, Jimmy Graham, and then not even attempt to pick. Oh, uh, I think Darnell Mooney's got a shot, right? I would agree with Mooney. Yeah. I was gonna say Darnell Mooney. He had 11 targets. Um, I mean, Foles really did spread the ball around, but Allen Robinson had nine targets that game. Darnell Mooney had 11, and when you get that deep ball, it usually goes to Darnell. And so when he does connect on those, that's when you're gonna see those crazy weeks. He just has not he's pulled small, it off yet. He's bad. He's uh, he's like baby Tyreek Hill. See, I, I guess I could agree with that because I don't think there's another QB that has thrown more than Nick Foles. Like, every game since he started, except for we'll take away his first start because he came in mid-game, but he hasn't, he's thrown 40 passes one, seven weeks in a row. 40 passes, seven, I mean, he's only completing about half of those, a little bit over, but he's throwing. And he's... I I did hear a stat at some point throughout the game towards, like, the third quarter. They were up 100 yards on the Titans. I don't know if that carried over to the end of the game, but they were they had a pretty sizable lead as far as offense goes on the Titans. The Titans' offense was pretty poor overall. A.J. Brown was really the only shining light on that side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry, owners everywhere, disappointed in a 6.8 performance in PPR. And, uh, yeah, it's just... <coughs> I didn't really see anything come out of that game. Like I said, even on red zone, all you really saw were a couple of kick return highlights for like 15 yards. And like, that's all they were able to show of that game. So uh, yeah, let's just jump on to the Ravens Colts game. Does Lamar Jackson even remember how to throw the ball? He threw 174 yards. And the only reason he had any sort of fantasy relevance is he ran the ball into the end zone. That is why nobody rosters the Ravens wide receivers because Lamar Jackson's legs are the offense. And that's, you know, Cam Newton <laughs> on when he was on Carolina Panthers, you, it's very reminiscent of that. He's not throwing the ball. He's not connecting. And so he's running and it's not looking good for him when you're watching. As far as the Colts go, like the offense is great. The defense is great, obviously, but it seems like it's different studs every week. You could throw a dart at a board and, 
find out who you're playing that week. It seems like it's t Jonathan Taylor some weeks, it's Wilkins some weeks, it's Mo Alley, it's it's Trey it's Trey Burton sometimes. But I think they they hate Trey Burton now. So I think that like now that Doyle's hurt, I think you have to play Mo Alley Cox. Well, this is two weeks in a row where JTT has been out snap or out uh, carried by. And uh, JT is, they got they benched him this game, so I think that like he might just be done until he's he matures, or maybe he's just done for the year. He looked he okay. Had, he had a bad fumble. Yeah, I think that's why I, he, got I think the, they... he got the bench, and that's why Wilkins was able to take a little bit of the reins. But his day is literally only saved by a touchdown. Without that touchdown, he had three points. Yeah, I, I don't know if you trust any running back going forward. It's it's a roulette wheel, and. Uh, it's kind of like how Kyle Shanahan runs his RBs. Yeah, realistically, I would stay away from this team as a whole. Uh, I think that if I had to do anything, I would stream a tight end, which is Moelle Cox and nobody else. Uh, let's jump into the Panthers-Chiefs game. I do think you play Phillip Rivers, though. I think that if you got Phillip Rivers, you're starting. What? <laughs> All right. All right. I don't know well, about that. <laughs> I, I personally would not play Phillip Rivers, ever. I would stream Teddy Bridgewater before I played Philip Rivers I, in, against anyone. I would agree with that. And That's speaking fun. of. All right. So CFC <laughs> did not miss a step coming back. Uh, he came in just dropping touchdowns, getting yards, looking like old CMC. It looks like he. But then he got hurt at the end of the game again. So we, we're talking shoulder injury. Uh, what do you guys feel about that? Uh, it looks day to day. Uh, so he came. He came down a little hard on the last play. It's hard to say, but uh, something to watch for sure. But I like a certain with it's his shoulder, and anytime I ever watch him run, he is so physical. Like he's not doing jukes. He's just powering through everything. Yeah, he's oh, more of a power than a and I don't know how a shoulder holds up when you're running. You're getting twenty carries a game. You're taking contact, and I don't know if it's his lead shoulder with he runs in. I, that I'm not 100% sure with, but they really need to win. So I think if he's able to go, they're playing him, even if he's like, it's going to hurt, but he's going to go because you got the Bucks and the Saints in that division. Like, if they have a shot at playoffs, he has to be in. Yeah, Mike Davis has been fine, but he hasn't been good enough to take that playoffs, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, they, they made a promise of, you know, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey and Mike Davis, but, you know, you see, like, you know what Christian McCaffrey is, and so you almost knew that walking into this guy, if you had Mike Davis, I mean, I'm sure you were scared to start him. Maybe you had to because of what running backs look like this year, but realistically, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey as long as he's healthy. Uh, one guy that surprised me on that team is Curtis Samuel. You would think that he would have completely dropped off with CMC coming back, but he's really shining. I mean, DJ Moore had three targets that game, and Curtis Samuel had nine. Granted, he went nine for nine, so that's why his points look the way they do. It's not going to be repeatable every single week, but he is scoring a lot of points, um, and so is Robbie Anderson. I think that Curtis Samuel is actually taking the role that DJ Moore was supposed to. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have him yet, you probably got to get him. I'm sure he's in most leagues, but if you did manage to pick him up and you're kind of stashing him, congratulations. And Bridgewater had a pretty nice day all around. Uh, you could probably and slip him in like bye-week QB. 
in ESPN formats, Eric, real quick, uh, Curtis Samuel is only rostered currently in 42.2% of leagues. Oh, well then, get out there and pick him up. I mean, that is, he, yeah, it's a guy he who's three weeks consistent. receiver five this week. Yeah, this is three weeks in a row. And now this was a test with CMC back. They did do a little bit of backfield split, so now you're feeding Mike Davis as well, and Curtis Samuel is still getting those points. I mean, he's a guy that you're going to want to get. Um. Yeah, how about the uh, how about the Chiefs? Guys, Mahomes. what are we thinking about Clyde? Here? What are we thinking about Clyde? <laughs> I think he's fine. I think the game script just has to go his way. So it's gonna be like where I think you start him every week, but you're in for a roller coaster ride because there may be days where Mahomes is just like, I'm gonna throw this to Tyreek ten times. I think he is Clyde Edwards get out of here because I do not want him on my team. Uh, they if he didn't get the if he didn't get the touchdown this week it would have been a horrible day especially outside of PPR because like those the receptions and he had what 20 yards and then like 16 yards on the ground or something like that so the one like thing great. I look at that where I'm not too worried is I look at his competition on his own team who had almost nothing so it wasn't a ceh problem it wasn't a levy on Bell problem it was Patrick Mahomes throwing problem and it's all the Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's, he's got other targets. Travis Kelsey catches the ball a ton, but Tyreek Hill is getting into the end zone. He's probably going to be top three, if not the best receiver the rest of the way. I think you can look at that moving forward, too. It's going, they're a passing offense, and they're going to keep passing. Um, I don't know. If I had CEH on my team, I'd be trying to get rid of him before the deadline. Uh, while he still has name value, you know, the, the, this is a passing offense. Kelsey's going to get you there. Tyreek's going to get you there. CEH, I mean, they're they're not using him as much as they did, and it's really starting what's to show. What's his value to you? Like, what sort of name? Throw out a name that you would trade Clyde Edwards or you would send out that trade. Oh, man, that's going to be a tough one. Because um, I don't know who's going to try and take him at this point. I mean, I... Personally, I'd be trying to target Kareem Hunt right now. If I were, you know, like a package deal type of thing, throw in like a CEH and a kicker or like a, and some gas for Kareem Hunt because he did awesome when Chubb was out there. But yeah, I uh, I would just try and get away from CEH altogether if you can. Uh, let's let's go on to the uh, Lions-Vikings game. I have really nothing to say about the Detroit Lions. Like, like I was trying. I was really yeah. trying to think <laughs> of something, and I, I got nothing. Uh, uh, Swift, Swift is interesting. I think that's about the only takeaway here on the Lions. That's perfectly fine because you don't have to talk about the Lions when they face Delvin Cook in the Vikings because uh, T.J. Hawkinson still had a pretty good week. He was tight at five for week nine. He's tight at four in the season, so he's yeah. good in the wasteland of tight end, but yeah, I just don't even want to talk about him. I just, let's, uh, let's move on to the Vikings. So yeah. I think that barring injury, Dalvin cook is going to be the best fantasy the rest of the season, the best fantasy running back. Um, there's literally no one out there that can stop him. Thielen was kind of a ghost out there though. Yeah, but that is not new. You know what I mean? I mean, Thielen is, he has been kind of hit or miss lately. I mean, even last year, it, he kind of fell off toward the end of the year, and it's kind of transcended into this year. The Vikings are a running offense, and 
I mean, when you have Dalvin Cook, who all you have to do is give him the ball and he's going to get to the end zone eventually. Like, that's what they're going to do. It's working. So why change that? It hurts because there's a lot of talent on that team with Adam Thielen, Justin Jeffries. I don't like Kirk Cousins. But Justin Jefferson. Not. Yeah, he, he was a guy Justin that – Jefferson, I'm sorry. You know, you – like, I, I would want him on my team. I mean, I think that when, when they have a game script that calls for passing, he's the guy that he's, he's getting passed to. Is there going to be enough more games like that now? You know what I mean? Delvin Cook is just tearing apart defenses right now. Irv yeah. Smith was sneaky good too. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the get, like, he got targeted just as much as Jeff and Justin Jefferson did, uh, and just short of what Thielen did. But he's, yeah, he's not a sneak. He's not a bad, uh, not a bad play. I think. All right. I mean, it was really the Dalvin Cook show, but uh, let's talk about the the Giants against the Washington Football Team. I think that Wayne Gallman is slowly developing into something nice in New York. Hard agree. Yeah. Devontae I think Freeman, I think, comes back next week, though, and he just he has the experience over Gallman. Gallman is only shows up when Barkley's hurt. He doesn't have a steady role. Devontae Freeman's been to the show before. He's been the starting back. I think if he's healthy, he's the starting back. He'll outsnap him probably 75-25. I think that Gallman has put up – the past two games he's put up enough numbers to maybe give him a little bit more faith. Maybe it's a 50-50 split out there. I think so, too. I think it's kind of a Mike Davis situation where they weren't expecting this guy to show up so hard, and he did it. I think it. I think just like the Mike Davis, Davis situation, it'll happen like that until it happens on the field, and we're going to see exactly who's going to get that split. Uh, if I was wanting Giants players, I mean, Evan Ingram, he is awesome tight end where you want right now. You know, Sterling Shep is really the wide receiver on that team. Um, that yeah, Golden State you're only saying Ingram because of the last two weeks, because before that, he was a bust. Yeah, but, I mean, look at the tight end waste field that is a bust. I mean, you have to go off the last two weeks because you can't go off of anything long-term with anybody outside of, you know, your top three. But, yeah, Evan Ingram's a guy that you can count on right now. I think it's going to be like that for a little bit. So after the uh, the Kyle Allen injury, these the Washington football team, they got to start Alex Smith. I'm not sure he's ever been bad. It's definitely good news for Scary Terry. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Terry McLaurin. I'm a huge so, fan of Alex The thing is, is Alex Smith was bad the one game they put him in here. The, when they put him in in week five, he was 9 for 17. Like, with oh, 37 yards. All right, I stand corrected. I mean, that. he did change it this game. He came out great, 22, 24 for 32. 325 yards, a touchdown, but he threw three interceptions. You're saying he did good, but he threw three interceptions. Yeah, I mean, I stand corrected. Maybe this is not the right pick, but, I mean, he just got activated last week. So, I mean, those stat lines, I think he got activated, like, hours before the game. Yeah, he – I would give him one more week to let's see what's going because I think Kyle Allen has to get surgery. So, I'm almost positive – he, Alex Smith is going to be the QB going forward because they have nobody else. Yeah, I, I I think that he's proven himself before, but this year there's some young studs that you can sub in that I would give him some time to, uh, to you know, 
let them slow cook a little bit. Let them get going. And then uh, let's see what happens. But definitely run a couple hot hands. Let's uh, let's move on to the Texans versus the Jaguars. Deshaun Watson is putting this team on his back. He's got the most rushing yards, great passing yards. Honestly, I'm surprised he didn't try to catch his own passes out there and get the most receiving yards. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Cooks, like what a – he was a drop guy a little – not too long ago, and now he is like the guy that you are trading for before the deadline. Like you want to run this one to the end. Will Fuller was Will Fuller. He's just as great as you would expect him to be. And uh, Duke Johnson's getting it done in the uh, in the running back slot with David Johnson hurt. Yeah, yeah, very. There's there's one thing that I'd love since if you take away the first two weeks, every game since the first two weeks, Will Fuller has a touchdown. He's a fantasy threat. That's in the seven game. games in a row, he has touchdowns. I was afraid that he was going to get traded because he is a fantasy threat on this team, and I'd be afraid that he would go to another team and get less looks. Like, Will Fuller staying on the team is great for whoever owns Will Fuller. I have an interesting question, though. Say his touchdowns regress. Is he just a poor fantasy player at that point? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, uh, you know, he, he had five targets, so he needs touchdowns. So, like, but he caught all five for 100 yards. It doesn't happen every time, though. You can't count on five for five or four for four. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I, uh, but I, think, I think his yards are pretty well up there. But I do think that, like, without the without the touchdowns, that he's maybe more like a mid-tier receiver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I would rather have uh, Brandon Cooks uh, than Will Fuller, personally. But I, I will talk up Will Fuller right now. Let's uh, jump on to Jacksonville. Jake Luton, uh, he didn't look bad. He, uh, th there's a little bit of a changing of the guard at wide receiver. DJ Shark's getting a lot of love over there. Yeah, I mean, as he should. Look at him. You know, at the end of last year, DJ Shark was the guy, and uh, you know, this year things got a little bit shaky. And now that you got a guy out there who's throwing the ball, Shark's gonna shine. Yeah, I mean, he's targeted 12 times, caught seven balls for 146 yards and a touchdown. I think Shark is going to be a must start even with, I mean, I don't know if Minshew comes back, but right now I think Chark's a must start. Yeah. I don't know uh, if this was, let me, let me pose ahead. a question. Uh, say you have shark and cooks. Who are you starting right now? Do I only have a choice between one or the other? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's for your flex spot right now. Shark and cooks. Uh, it's going to be matchup based. Yeah, definitely match. I, I really think I, it's it's too hard to say. Like, you get, if you give me two teams, uh, I can pick it. Like, next week, Shark has the Packers, and the uh, Brandon Cooks has Cleveland. So I'm going Brandon Cooks, easy. Yeah, I would definitely go Brandon Cooks next week over Shark. But it, the Packers it, it are is... out Jair Alexander, though. So. That's true. Yeah, pay attention to the secondary that's going to be covering these guys uh, going into your matchups because things change when injuries pop up. Uh, one thing I will say about this game again before we jump on to the next one is uh, James Robinson has dropped in targets since Jake Lutton got here. That's something that you're going to want to watch out for if you have him. Uh, he still went 100 yards. Don't get me wrong. 100 yards and a touchdown, awesome day. But James Robinson that you know, especially if you're in a PPR league, He's getting a lot of points off the PPR, and this game kind of showed that Lutton is going to use his wide receivers over his running back. 
uh, for like the quick passes. But we'll see what happens next game. Um, yeah. So the the and the Chargers. So Darren Waller saw a ton of action here, uh, which is a little interesting because going into this, the Chargers were probably 15th or 16th against the tight end in allowing fantasy points. So uh, it was a little strange that they were leaning so heavily on him. Uh, another thing to look out for, Devontae Booker is starting to gain some traction over there. Uh, this is probably like his third game in a row where he's ramping it up. I think that going forward, there might be some sort of committee. The issue of Waller, though, is he was targeted 10 times, but he only had five catches. This is the third game out of eight he's had double-digit targets. Now, it's looking like the like the quantity is there, but five misses, you can't put that all on Derek Carr. Yeah, I, I didn't catch the game, but I, you know, I don't know if that's a, a Waller with Butterfingers or if that's Derek Carr missing the mark. Um, but that is you know significant to watch, and especially as it's been happening. Uh, what do you guys do with Nelson Aguilar? I mean, the guy was hot three weeks, and then he goosed. And now it seems like he's back. I mean, you see a guy that you want from this team? I think you keep him. I mean, he's scored the past three games. I think it's matchup dependent with him. Um, I I really don't know that he's great, but I think that, like, uh, if you're looking for a flex play, he's not the worst guy in the world to have. Yeah. Statistically, he's guaranteed a touchdown, but, you know. Yeah, I would, I would put him in the same category as Darnell Mooney, uh, Tim Patrick, uh, Nelson Aguilar, like that, like that tier of guys, the guys that couldn't have a great game, but they can also goose you, and it's very, very possible that that happens. Uh, I would agree with that. Let's jump on. I'm all in on Keenan Allen. As long as Justin Herbert's on the field, Keenan Allen owners are happy. If, if he ever gets hurt and you got to go to Tyrod, we already statistically saw that he's not leaning on Keenan Allen nearly as hard as Herbert is. But maybe now that he's seen what Herbert can do with Keenan Allen, maybe he might try to do the same. Honestly, if you go off his past three games, I think he has a – like, I think he's going to end up wide receiver five at the end of the year. He's currently 14 right now, but he has scored 20 points his last three games. Each and that's, game, that's with an injury. Uh, he's he had a game off because of an injury. Yeah, that's such a weird. I mean, like, I can't see how he's thirteen because you watch him play and he's just stellar. And his points say the same thing. I mean, this guy is getting you points. It, he's the wide receiver that you want right now. He's consistent. He's getting you a lot of points, and he's he's the wide receiver on the team. So that's the perfect recipe right there. Uh, let's go to the Dolphins and Cardinals. I think Tua is the guy there. I think there we were not going to see Fitzpatrick anymore. He looked beautiful out there. He had a great connection with Devontae. I think there's no more concerns about Devontae Parker anymore. He's he's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone's sad to see Fitzpatrick go because he is, you know, a darling of the NFL. But it, Tua is real. You watch him out there, the athleticism. I mean, he is a threat, and he is a guy that makes you look at the Dolphins and be like, all right, there we go, the Dolphins, which is oh, not yeah. something that anyone said in who knows how long. Well, I think we're seeing what everyone thought Tua was going to be. I mean, I followed Tua when he was playing at Bama, and he's looking like that Tua again. And Unfortunately, he's on the Dolphins, but like, not looking too bad. It's making him look good. I think the Dolphins might be a playoff contender. I mean, 
I can see. Right now, I think that the the Dolphins have a shot. Like they they've won the last three straight, and they are just on a tear. Actually, it might even be four straight now. They are on a tear. Yeah. How about the Cardinals side of things? Uh, Kyler Murray, second most points. Fantasy wise, there is not a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. Hands down. He has not had one bad game. Even Mahomes has had a bad game. Josh Allen has had a bad game. Eric Rodgers has had a bad game. There is not a bad game on this guy's record. He's not Watching. winning the game, though. I mean, we just. Well, we're talking about fantasy. No, we're, this is a fantasy about. football podcast, and we're <laughs> we talking about the games. guy. He just actually drops four touchdowns in a loss. I'm not taking anything away from that. That's the best. Uh, Christian Kirk is a guy that was pretty shaky and pretty. You're scared that he's gonna, you know, bust you on a zero. But I think after four games of proving himself, uh, Christian Kirk's a guy that I want around. Uh, let's jump into the Steelers Cowboys. Uh, the poor Cowboys, man. Like, <laughs> should not have been as close as it was. <laughs> It was a really slow start, but Roethlisberger came out to have a nice fantasy day. Uh, if he had an injury towards the end of the, the game, and uh, Mason Rudolph came out, but Ben popped off towards the second half. How many people actually like Mason Rudolph? Uh, the answer is zero. I, yeah. Right. That. <laughs> the only thing good about yeah. Steelers right now is they finally, instead of the hot and cold wide receivers, there's no 40-point wide receiver this week, but they all got some love. Yeah, I mean, that hurts Chase Claypool, who was, like, you know, this star to shine. But, uh, yeah, he really threw the ball around. And and if Mason's the guy going forward, he is throwing the ball around to everybody. So keep an eye out on that if uh, if you're looking at Claypool in a flex situation. Um, uh, I would monitor Zeke. I really – like. I, it's hard to say you don't start Zeke. I don't know if that words can even come out of my mouth. I think that's blasphemy in the uh, fantasy world. I think if, you, if you're stuck with Zeke – you're just committed to him. Like, I just don't think there's an option. He's still getting carries. Like, the last two games, he had 19 and 18 carries. He ended with eight and eight points, but he's getting the work. So I think you just stick it out with him. It's not like it's a lack of production. It's just the team's just not working. Now they're going into right. a bye well, this I'm week. Not sure. I'm not sure if it's an injury because I know that he's had – I mean, at least he claims that there's an injury going on. Or if he's just giving up. Like, it seems like without a strong quarterback there, like – his motivation's just lacking. I mean, if you look at him, it's just you can kind of see it. Yeah, I I have a second glimpse of faith in C D Lamb for we'll just see how this goes for a little bit. But honestly, if you have Zeke, sorry to say you're stuck with him. But uh, you know, C D Lamb is a guy that you know if you have him, keep an eye on him. Uh, if people frustratedly dropped him, then I would pick him up if, if he was on as the waiver wire. As Garrett Gilbert stays around, I think he's pretty like Garrett Gilbert seems to like him a fair bit. Yeah, and and so did uh, so did Red Rocket. I mean, he, he's a he's a young guy and he's athletic, and you know he's out there and he's catching the ball. So Ceedee Lamb's a guy that you want to. Um, let's get to the last game: Saints Buccaneers. Uh, this was an absolute clinic. Uh Michael Thomas didn't even have to show up to this game. Drew Brees was throwing to anybody and everybody out there. Uh, yeah, so Buccaneers, we'll talk about, we're going to actually talk about the Buccaneers a few times a little bit later. Uh, let's, let's just, the Saints are great. Uh, Alvin Kamara had a, like, it's a good day for other running backs, but it's a bad day for Alvin Kamara. 
right, this game was like far and few between when you get a game that blow out like this. I think that you know, if you're having Camara owner, you're not worried. Like every game's not gonna go like this to where they're giving it to whoever because they can because they have like a thirty point or thirty eight point lead or something. I mean, let's uh let's not worry about Camara at all. Um, you know, I the worry that I did have was uh, Cook for a little bit, but realizing that the game script was what it was, Cook obviously wasn't gonna get the looks that he was gonna get. Uh, Brady threw three picks in this game. I don't think it continues going forward. Uh, the running backs are horrible for the Buccaneers. I don't think you trust either one of those guys. And but the thing is, Fournette got one carry. I wouldn't say he did anything wrong. He got one carry. He got zero yards with that carry, but he's only had one chance. It was 100% a pass game. I don't think they were playing it. After the first quarter, they're like, we're not running. They couldn't. They literally could not run the ball after the first quarter. So, yeah, don't don't sweat if you have Fournette because he is – I mean, after that really bad fumble from Ronald Jones, it seems like Fournette had his time to shine. He took full advantage of it, and they're going to keep running with him. Um, yeah, you know, Godwin was out there with a broken finger. He uh, – a couple, you know, passes that I saw, it, you know, went off the hands, and that, that's to be expected. You know, it, it can't happen every time. But – uh but yeah, that's that's pretty much the ramp for that. So, Do you have anything to say about the uh, the Jets Patriots game? You know, I have not even had it on right now. Uh, if anyone has it on right now, what is going on? Uh, all I know is Crowder did get a touchdown last time I looked at it. He has one catch for twenty yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cam Newton ran in a touchdown. And then that's pretty much all I know about what's going in that game that sadly not many people care about when we're in week nine and there's two wins between both those teams combined. Yeah, I mean, this is the week really. I mean, are you dropping Cam Newton? Well, it depends on how he does against the Jets because if he can't figure it out against the Jets as far as a fantasy player goes, let's just get rid of him. I mean, I, I wouldn't keep him if he doesn't perform I this think game. Move on, and I don't think that there's any other relevant Patriots that you want to be starting right now. I think Jacoby Myers might be worth a look, but other than that, eh. Yeah, alright. Well, you know what? Let's move on to team management with Cam. We're going to go over injuries, waivers, uh, and drops. Go for it, Cam. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of injuries going on right now. This is not as crazy as weeks past, but you know, uh, started <laughs> off with Christian McCaffrey, went down a little hard with the last play of the game, it looked like. As we talked about earlier, it looked like his shoulder. Um, it's supposed to be day-to-day, -day, so definitely something to keep monitoring. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he's good, but other than that, could be the Mike Davis show. <laughs> uh... Ben Roethlisberger uh, went down a little bit, uh, hurt both knees, but expected to expected to play. Uh, David Johnson, uh, <laughs> David David Johnson went down with a concussion. Went through concussion protocol. It was confirmed to be a concussion, so that's unfortunate for David Johnson owners. But I think you could start Duke Johnson. You could exactly, yeah. Duke, Duke Johnson looks great. We'll be getting to him at waivers. 
Yeah, Duke, Duke Johnson would definitely be a play for next week because concussion and all that. Uh, Stafford, uh, Stafford went down after just being cleared from the COVID protocol, went through the concussion protocol. Uh, should be fine, but also another thing to monitor, Preston Williams of the Dolphins went down on a touchdown, uh, hurt his foot another I day to day. Helped. I think that helps Devontae's stock. Definitely helps Devontae's stock, definitely, for sure. Um, Calvin Ridley, another big name. Uh, he's got the bye this week. Uh, it, it was looking like he might have been able to play last or this week. Well, last week, you know, but um, but he should easily be able to play week eleven. And yeah, I think I think they were saving him. Um, you know, it is yeah. split sprain, which is you know similar to uh, Liz Frank, Chris Carson, and yeah, and uh, it's they want to keep him healthy, and so since they have a bye coming up, they're going to be careful. They have to be. Yeah. Did they uh, yeah, he was a he was a game time decision. Um week eleven I think he's good to go. He's sit and forget, of course. Uh Darnold, uh right now we got jo- Joe Flacco on the field and apparently he's killing it right now, so that's something that's that's interesting. Because he's another one of those guys that like needs a ton of time in the pocket and the Jets like aren't traditionally known for their offensive line. No, but with six minutes left. They're beating the Patriots. He's 17 for 22 with 254 yards and three touchdowns. He's at almost a perfect QB rate. That's a good game for a fantasy QB right there. And that's shame on the Patriots because, you know, you really, you really thought <laughs> that they were going to crush the Jets. Um, yeah, I mean. They, they were, I mean, they were like a, a defense to start this week. One thing I've noticed is that Stefan Gilmore is hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yes, that's true too. So yeah, Patriots defense sitting at zero points right now. So if you were <laughs> expecting the Pats to just whomp on Sam Darnold, I'm sorry, but that did not happen. Oh yeah. Uh should we move on to waivers? Yeah, uh, let's jump it. into it. So waivers, uh, we got we got some pretty tough buys next week. You got the Falcons, Chiefs. So you don't got Matt Ryan. You don't have your Julio. You don't have Mahomes. But uh, I think I think there's actually some decent QBs on the wire. There's a, there's actually a few decent everything on the wire actually. So uh, I think I'm I'm gonna start it off hot with a hot take. Is I think Jared Goff might be a solid pick. Uh, he's probably available on your waiver wire because I mean it's Jared Goff. But uh, he's got a great matchup next week against the Seahawks. They've been giving up tons of points to wide receivers uh on that note um cooper cup they're they're not available but you got josh reynolds who i'm sure he's available on your wire unless somebody's stashing him that could be you that should be you if you need a flex play next week i think he he might be your move uh tua tua looks good he's got a good matchup against the chargers chargers defense hasn't been that great we might see the Tua from this past week, this next week, so that's a possibility. Uh, Drew Locke, again, we talked about how him and all Broncos just went off, so he's got a decent matchup against the Raiders. Uh, that being said, 
Uh, Jerry Judy's probably not available on your wire, but someone may have lost faith and might be available. Pick him up. Uh, Tim Patrick, for sure. He might be available, but, you know, uh, definitely look at him. Uh, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, if he, he should be available with Dave Johnson gone, he's probably he's definitely worth a shot with how running back just you know is <laughs> uh wayne gallman like we said uh he's looking good he's got a decent matchup uh freeman might come back but i'm not sure if i don't know it could be split but it's worth a shot uh last running back we should talk about um kaylin Balage. uh no 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 i'm, I'm kidding nobody should Nobody should start Kaelin Balazs. Uh, <laughs> I was, was going to stop for a second there. Wait a minute. I mean, Justin Jackson did did get hurt, but, you know, uh, I think it was just a matter of he was he was just there. Who knows? That was Kaelin Balazs. Don't, don't do Kaelin Balazs. <laughs> don't, don't chase the point. Don't, don't fall on the track. Don't, don't, yeah, absolutely not. Uh, Richie James, I think, is, is at the very least, I think he's worth a stash. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is officially out next week due to COVID protocol. The 49ers, well, just the 49ers in general is just a nightmare of injury right now. So Richie James, you're starting Richie James next week. I think you, I think you start Richie James. I think he could do work at the very least a flex play. Uh, we talked about Nelson Algalore. He's probably available touchdown in the past three games every game um obviously touchdown regression is a thing but again worth a shot in your flex i would say it's safe to say that there's probably someone on your bench you can drop (laughs) absolutely uh jalen rager uh another person who is widely available uh he doesn't really have the stats too much to show for it but last game he looked decent the Eagles are all over the place with injuries, as per usual. Uh, he seems to be a favorite of Carson Wentz. I think he could do worse. Uh, that's about it for wide receivers. Uh, tight end is a wasteland, of course. But Logan Thomas might be available on your wire. If he is, I think you could do. Uh, you could absolutely do worse than Logan Thomas. I would add uh, Dalton Schultz to that if he's if he's out there because uh, the short passes with the uh, unpredictable QB might need to happen. So he, I would agree with that. that. I don't sure. that Austin Hooper is still on the wire, but for anybody that he is, you got to pick him up. He's hurt, but he's going to be coming off the injury after the bye, and I think he's just going to ball out. Uh, yeah. Last part for waivers, uh, defense, special teams. Um, if you're like me and you stream every week, or you just don't have that top five defense. Uh, you got a lot of decent matchups of teams that sh- should be on your wire. Uh, Eagles face the Giants. The Giants are awful. Danny Dimes is <laughs> awful. <laughs> so Eagles are a great defense play. Uh, Washington football team has been sneaky good at defense. Uh, Matthew Stafford's probably playing, but if not, absolutely play the washington football team uh vikings playing the bears unfortunately the bears are another team who have also just not been great the vikings defense a little beat up for sure but i think i think it's worth a shot Uh, i think that does it for waivers 
Yeah, let's move on to the drops. Who are the people that are probably on your roster or on your bench, and maybe it's time to pump the brakes on them, uh, lose a little faith, and make some room? Tom Brady. Not a chance. Tom Brady. <laughs> After game, last game, I would absolutely say Tom Brady. That's the only game I ever watched. But you After, cannot drop Tom Brady. He is a Before this week, he was QB number six. QB six. You don't drop QB six. Now, I mean, this lost you week. Joking. If you had Tom Brady, this lost you week because two point three six points is just depressing. But, yeah, but, yeah. But look at you know, uh, Russ Wilson had negative points in the second quarter. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had four points going into the half. Like, yeah, th- it was just a week for that, and that happens, and it seems to happen with multiple teams at a time for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, Tom Brady is for sure. <laughs> not a drop who else you got uh on a serious note uh devonta freeman uh also might be a slightly high hot take but i would say it's kind of serious uh wayne gallman again looks great uh devonta freeman has the time and the experience but i think at this point you might just need the fresh legs definitely i'll give it one more week i i, I wouldn't drop him this week but if it is another Wayne Gallman show, especially with Devontae Freeman playing. Yeah, just there's no way he's turning it back around. With the way that that running back is, um, if you have Devontae Freeman and he's a guy that's, that you're looking at as an option, I'm sorry. But <laughs> you just didn't do a great job at stashing or creating depth throughout the year because, yeah, I would drop Devontae Freeman. Uh, another Giants player, Darius Slayton, I think, unfortunately. He's too boomer bust, and he's not even booming this Exactly. Yeah, it's the Sterling Shepard show as far as consistency. We're bust or bust on Darius Slayton right now. Absolutely. Uh, Another one, Jamichael Hasty. Yeah. Uh, He's just not looking like the top dog at all in a RBC RBBC. I just don't think everybody's looking like the top dog at all. Yeah. uh, JD McKissick. Another. I mean, we already went through waivers, but JD McKissick, if he's out there definitely grab him uh but jd mckissick is looking like he might be the running back to have in the 49ers if you need one uh couple other drops uh henry ruggs the third looked great at bama not so much as a raider uh and that might just be because he's a raider but and our car is passing the love off pair like a lot. I mean, Aguilar definitely has shown that he belongs there. Darren Waller is going to get it. Uh, now the running game is evolving to two-back system, so yeah, there's just no reason to have him right now. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Um, the, la- the last uh, drop, I would say, and this might be a sad one for some people, but uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, just it's a, t- it's a very tough spot for him. You got Josh Allen, who is the de facto running back one at uh, the Buffalo Bills. And but, uh, Zach Moss is a touchdown. <laughs> but, you know, just behind him is that uh, Zach Moss fellow, I guess, you know. But uh, Devin Singletary, I think I think he, I think think it's time to move on. From, uh, I think it's a safe drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't be worried dropping him. Uh, let's move on to the next segment with Neezy. This is the sit-start shotgun for Week 10. All right, we're going to start with Tom Brady versus the Carolina Panthers. They've given up the eighth fewest points to QBs. Now, we were just talking about Tom Brady. I don't think drop him, but 
if you can find a better matchup, I would. Every game this season, Tom Brady's been okay, except for, obviously, last night's game against the Saints. And then week two, he only scored 8.68 points against the Carolina Panthers. After the horrible game he had, and facing the Panthers again, he has to be a sit. You're absolutely right. You, you can watch, if you watch the games, you see Tom Brady with a new team with amazing talent, and when it doesn't happen right away and the ball doesn't start rolling, he gets frustrated, it gets in his head, and it affects the rest of the game. I think Tom Brady's a very tempo-based quarterback, and I think that no matter what the game is doing, he kind of chases it. And I think that this game, I'm going to go with the other route, and I'm going to say that Tom Brady is a start, and I think that this is going to be a revenge game after last week. I'm going to say sit. I would agree with the revenge game, but uh, he's a very emotional quarterback, but I think he just, I think he's just had tunnel vision for Gronk. He has tunnel vision for AB right now. I don't know. I, I'm not a lot of force Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm... We're going consensus sit on Tom Brady. On to Ryan Tannehill against the Colts. They have given up the lowest points to QBs. Tannehill had a he's had some okay showings against the Bears, which is a stingy defense. He only completed ten passes. He got two touchdowns, which saved him. He didn't throw any interceptions. But ten passes against the Bears. He has to be a sit against the Colts, which is a better defense this year. I would absolutely say it. Yeah, I mean, he's been a little shaky. He got a little banged up. And, uh, yeah, just give him a week. You know, there's plenty of guys to stream on, Q- on QB. Bad against I think the Bears, bad against the Colts. We're sitting Tannehill. I'm, I'm going to say start. I think I think there's some decent uh, options on the wire, but I think he's – I think he can do it. All right, consensus is sit, but there's a little bit of hope for a start. Moving on to cutie boy Joe Burrow. He is facing Pittsburgh, which somehow just lit up a decent amount of points to a random quarterback from the Cowboys, but they still have given up the seventh lowest points to QBs. I am going to go with a start for Joe Burrow against Pittsburgh. He's coming off a bye, he's fresh, and I think he's good. I'm going to go with a sit. Uh, looking at the situation there, yes, he has mouths to feed with Boyd, Higgins, and, and uh, A.J. Green, but with the run situation, I mean, where it really counts, getting between the 20s, I I just I wouldn't want to rely weeks going into the playoffs on Joe Burrow. I would definitely pass on that one. I'm a pass as well. I think you're starting them. I think Joe Burrow has been consistently been solid every week, and I don't think I th- I think he's matchup proof. There we go. We're going on two to two for Joe Burrow. On to Kirk Cousins versus the Bears. Like I just mentioned, the Bears only lit ten passes through for Ryan Tannehill. Now Kirk Cousins, I just don't think you start him against the Bears. He's coming off a decent game against Detroit, but again, it's the Dalvin Cook show. I think it's a hard sit. If you got Dalvin Cook, start the hell out of him, obviously. But Kirk Cousins, stay away. I'm going to disagree. Kirk Cousins still got 20 points this week with the Dalvin Cook show. And uh, the Bears, I mean, they're they're letting points happen. So it it might be a game where you can actually trust him if you really need to stream something. Uh, Being a Bears, Chicago homeland, I'm going to say that you can start Kirk Cousins. I would agree. I'm sitting Kirk Cousins every day of the week. I just don't think he's a good quarterback, and I think that his receivers are all regressing. 
All right, splitting Kirk Cousins two to two on the two. He is facing the Chargers, who have given up the three, the third most points to QBs. I am starting the hell out of Tua this week. Tua time! Absolutely starting Tua. We're starting Tua. It's it's free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even a question. We are starting it. All right, we're gonna move on to a couple wide receivers and back to what we're talking about with the Vikings. We're gonna talk about Justin Jefferson versus the Bears. They've also given up the third lowest points to the wide receivers. Jefferson's been a little bit of boomer bust. I'm going to sit him against the Bears. I think he's definitely matchup dependent. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his uh, his year right now, and I would say that it's safe to sit Justin Jefferson. He is a boom bust guy, definitely. Uh, I think against the Bears, where he's going to be throwing the ball, uh, just because that's going to be the way that this game goes. He's probably going to have a, a ten point four, but you're not going to get that boom out of him. Uh, and he can definitely bust. So I, would I don't think that. Yeah, I definitely don't think you're getting that ten point floor out of him against the Bears. I think that the the secondary is strong enough to shut down Justin Jefferson, shut down Kirk Cousins. I just don't think that this is a great game for him to pop off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Justin Jefferson. All right, that's a definitely sit from us for Justin Jefferson. All right, we're moving on to Christian Kirk who's facing Buffalo, which they've given up the six lowest points to wide receivers. I'm starting him. I mean, the last five games he's played, it's 10, 12, 22, 20, 23. There's consistency there, and just like we were talking about before, Kyler Murray is that guy. This is going to be an offensive game. Both teams are going to be slinging between Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. You start Christian Kirk. Yeah, I am going sitting Christian Kirk because – you saw what Tredavious did to DK Metcalf. You saw what the Buffalo Bills did to the, the Seahawks, who were widely regarded as the best receivers in the league. And you definitely – I don't think you put Christian Kirk in the same caliber as, the, as either of those guys. So I think that Christian Kirk's a sit this week. It, it really is hard to fight with the numbers. I mean, you know, week one, he had one point, and no one knew who he was. But then we have an eight-point floor, and he was – there the rest of the game i think that you know even with targets alone he's got uh seven targets in week five eight targets in week seven eight targets in week nine i mean i would i would absolutely start him because he is where the ball is going and if there's going to be touchdowns i would hope that they're christian kirk uh yeah i'd probably have to agree all right so i think i'm the only kirk. one on christian kirkland here this week so i don't know i said i said start him Oh, you did. I'm sorry. So we're going to split Christian Kirk. No, I said... No, we're we're, we're three against Kaz here. totally blew that. Okay, (laughs) so definitely start Christian Kirk. Moving on to DJ Shark, which we talked about earlier in the show, against Green Bay. They've given up the seventh lowest points to wide receivers, so it's a stingy matchup. But after last week, it's hard to not start him. I'm going with the start. Yeah, I'm going to start him. Uh, no explanation needed. I'm just going to start him. Now, it does depend on, because we did talk about would be him or Brandon Cooks. I would go Brandon Cooks. But as a flex or your wide receiver, too, I think DJ Stark, Shark is a great play. I think, I think DJ, DJ, DJ Stark. Shark was before uh, Jake Luton came. And now DJ Shark's showing him even more love. As long as Luton's around, I think he's definitely a start. And even without him, I'd consider it. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting Shark, especially with uh, Jair Alexander Kurt. 
it's looking like we're looking for DJ Chark this week. All right, so now we're going to go through the whole Tampa Bay wide receiver core. We're just going to go straight sit start on these guys. We're going to start with Antonio Brown. Are you sitting him or starting him? I am sitting him. I'm going to sit him. Sit. Uh, yeah, I think that it was a good warm, like warm-up game. And, you know, there are there's some real talent that already has the playbook established. And you know, Tom Brady has to go with the revenge game here. He has to succeed. There's no other option. And it's going to go to the guys who have been there this whole time. Let him cook another week. All right, sit Antonio Brown. We're on to Chris Godwin. Now, they are facing Carolina, which they've got the fifth lowest points wide receivers. I Godwin was hurt, but he still did all right. So, not all right, but he caught some balls. I am going to sit Chris Godwin. I think if you have to start any of them, it's got to be Chris Godwin. I yeah. think that if Tom Brady's going to have a wide receiver to throw to right now, it's, it's got to be Chris Godwin, especially if I'm predicting a revenge game and I'm saying that he's going to be the start. It's got to go to somebody, and I think it's going to Chris Godwin. I think that you can count on Mike Evans to be the TD vulture, but I think Chris Godwin, if you're in a PPR league, he's going to get you there. Um, you know, it, he healed so fast, and they did the surgery, and it's the hardware. Right now it's only pain management, and as long as they you know deal with the pain, he's, he's going to be the guy who gets the ball. All right, consensus is we are starting Chris Godwin. Now, finally, Mike Evans. I am sitting him. I just – I'm sitting every Bucks wide receiver if you haven't caught the trend. Oh, we caught the trend. Yeah, I'm going to sit Mike Evans too. Um, if, like I said earlier, if there's one you want to start, I think it's Chris Godwin, and I think that you just play safe with the rest and stream somebody with a good matchup. I think if you're looking for the touchdown for your flex, uh, for your flex play – Mike Evans is a fine start. Um, yeah, if you're facing that hard team and it's boom or nothing, Mike Evans is on your team, you're starting him. Yeah, that's pretty much my sentiment as well. Is TD dependent, but you might need that. All right, so let's move on to the running backs. We're going to go with DeAndre Swift first versus Washington, which has been a great defense. They're only allowing the fifth lowest points to running backs in the world we're at right now if you don't have another like there's a few running backs like if he's a real deep cut I'd start him but not if like there's no matchup here this is only if you have no other choice yeah I think it's safe to say that there's only a few teams in your league or you know a handful of teams that have great running back starts and you're probably going to be stuck playing Swift and hoping for the best I think there's got to be better options than Swift out there I mean I still think it's a committee. You still got Adrian Peterson out there. So I, th I think you got to sit him. All right, because that's a sit. I think that, like, I don't know. Just looking at our waiver picks, if he, if you can get Duke Johnson, you start him over Swift all day. All right, we are sitting Swift. All right, let's go on to Melvin Gordon versus the Raiders. They have the fifth highest points to running backs, but I think I am sitting – Melvin Gordon this week. He has just been a lit down. He's got a few decent games, but against Atlanta, he got 3.7 points. I know it was a passing game, but still. The signs are all there. I don't trust him. Even in I don't his trust him. Melvin Gordon. Lindsay is looking good. <laughs> he is ramping up. Like, Gordon is out to me. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's looking Committee like a 50-50 Definitely. I think it's 60-40, Philip Lindsay. It was yeah. meant to be Lindsay. I mean, that's what it was supposed to be. So, I mean, don't don't forget that, that 
that is Lindsay's offense, and he's going to come back with it. Yeah, I'm right. a, I'm gonna sit. We're sitting Melvin Gordon. Let's go with the committee backfield of the Chargers. They're facing Miami this week, which are the seventh highest points to running backs. I think I'm sitting both. I don't really see an option here. Justin Jackson got hurt, but he came back. It's still drop the goose egg. Joshua Kelly, not that impressive. I just think you stay away from this backfield. It seems like Herbie's just throwing. Hunter Henry's looking good. Keenan Allen's looking good. Mike Williams looking good. I would just stay away from the running backs. And Tua is looking good. Let's not forget that. But this could be a game, game script where they are trying to come back, and I would say they're going to be throwing that ball too. I'll tell you what, man. My benches are not cold with these two bench warmers around because I am not touching either one of these cats. <laughs> I think we're forgetting uh, Kalen Balazs. So the consensus is we are sitting. <laughs> Anybody sitting back the whole running back committee. Yeah. Stay away right. from the committees. And now we're going to final running back is going to be Darrell Henderson Jr. He's facing the – Sorry, whoops. He is facing the Seahawks. Going in, they allow the 13th highest points to running backs. I am going to start. Yeah, I'm going to say you can start against the Seahawks, regardless of position. Um, I mean, they give up the points, and that's why that their wide receivers get so many points, is because they're always in that position. Yeah. I'm definitely starting Darrell Henderson. He's uh, He had a rough week. Excuse me, sorry. He had a rough week last week, but prior to that, he's getting at least 13 touches, uh, and he's looking good in most of them. All yeah. right, let's let's do let's do one last thing here. I know we're, uh, we kind of went over time that we wanted to a little bit here, but let's do the lock of the week. Who is the guy that you feel is going to be it, no matter what? Uh, you're committed to him, and he is a start that you are comfortable with. Let's start with you, Kaz. I think it has to be Tyler Lockett. Uh, with Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf, he's just going to pop off. The last time we saw such a stud at cornerback covering DK Metcalf was Patrick Peterson, and Tyler Lockett dropped 50 in PPR. I think that he's going to do it again against the Rams here. They don't have anybody on the other side of the ball. It's not like the Aqib Tlaib days when they had it going. It ain't that. Tyler Lockett is the lock of the week. All right, easy. What do you think? Kyler Effin Murray. Just he's a league winner right now. Oh yeah. He is a guy that's gonna take you there. If you if he's he on is, your team, I hope he was the second back. highest scoring player this week, and I think he might get number one next week against Buffalo. I think they are going to have a shootout. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a shaky guy. Uh I'm gonna go with James Robinson. He's facing Green Bay. Uh, he still won 100 yards last week and a touchdown, and I really think that they're going to have to bring him into the game more against Green Bay's offense. And uh, I'm just going to I'm going to say James Robinson is still the wider or I'm sorry the running back that we know he is, and he is going to get there this week. Cam, do you have a lock of the week? No. All right. Well. Let's just finish off with this beer review. Uh, we've been drinking the Belt and Suspenders India Pale Ale by Buckle Down Brewing. They are a Chicagoland brewery. Uh, they are right in Lyons Township, just south of Chicago. They're a great brewery if you've ever been there. Uh, great atmosphere. They have the, the doors that roll up. 
uh, great bar, uh, really, really nice bartenders and everything. Uh, so let's, uh, let's give this one a review. Uh, Kaz, what do you think? Uh, on a one to five scale, I got it at a 3.5 stars West coast IPA really hoppy. I think that that's like, it's almost too hoppy to a fault. You know what I mean? Um, you're getting a fair bit of fruit notes, which I'm actually a huge fan of after the hops. But uh, like to me, the hops are the one thing dragging it down. But 3.5, pretty solid beer. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Uh, I'm actually going to drop it down a little bit. I'm going to give it a 3. Like a 3 standard league, I'll give it a 3.5 PPR. Let's just call it that. Um, it, it was very, very hot forward. And you know, the entire time, it's like extremely hoppy. If you're into that, then this is the beer for you. But, uh, you know, I'm more of a stout guy myself, so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but that's where I stand on this one. How about you, Neezy? So I actually really liked that. I thought it was pretty smooth for an IPA, but it still sat on my tongue a decent amount, which I really, really appreciate in IPAs. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. Nice. Nice. I think Cam is having some technical difficulties, uh, yep. but there he is. The man, the myth, the legend. He came back to the show. All right. Do you have a lock of the week? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, he's against a bad yes. He's uh, against a bad Houston run defense. He's got Chubb back, and that's actually good for him because he's he's the red guy. So I, I, think, I think Kareem Hunt is going to eat this week. I think Kareem Hunt did much better for himself when Chubb was around than having to carry the back on his, or the team on his back. And so I'm going to definitely agree with you on uh, Kareem Hunt as the lock of the week there. And the beer review, uh, I'm give, I'm I'm agreeing with Neezy. It's it's very smooth and like, I guess soft. <laughs> I don't know for a IPA. Uh, I'm giving it a I'm giving it a four. Pretty solid. Alright. 3.75 if we're looking at PPR as a consensus review. Not a bad beer. Belt and Suspenders from Buckle Down Brewery out of Lions, Illinois. There we go. Thank you guys for coming along this journey, uh, this ride. This is our first podcast together, and we hope to do many more. I uh, hope you guys got what you needed out of this, and you guys can set up your teams accordingly. So, have a great, great week. Wish you all the W's. Peace.